Hi, and welcome to the She's a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Louise, and this podcast is going to be brought to you every single week. If you're a Christian and you're looking for some great community, then we hope that this podcast makes you feel like you've nipped round to your pal's house for a cup of tea and a chinwag, and that you go away feeling even more excited and more aware of God's goodness, his love for you, and his protection over you. If you aren't a Christian, or you know some Christians, but they're a bit weird, maybe you're not even sure that God exists, maybe you're seeking, then this is a great place for you too. Come along, tune in, and we hope that you go away feeling encouraged and uplifted, hearing testimonies of goodness from people from all walks of life. Tune in, I don't really know what I'm doing, but does anyone, and let's do this together. Hi everyone, welcome on to season one, episode five. This week I am speaking to Carol, and this is a podcast that I've been excited to do for a wee while now. And we've got it in the diary and we've got uh we, you know, carved out a time for us to do it. And yeah, I'm really excited. So sit back and relax and enjoy this podcast. So let me introduce you. Carol Watson is married to Gary, so he works offshore. So any of you listening with a partner who works offshore, you'll know how tricky it can be to be solo parenting for 50% of the time, if not more. But they've got two kids together. They have got Ailey, who's six, and Cooper, who's four. In terms of professional background, Carol graduated from RGU University with a first-class honours in international business management. She is currently involved in a number of land developments across the UK. She's been involved in a number of her own businesses as well in various sectors. She serves on the board of a developing housing association. She is a board member and chair of the Senior Management Succession Planning and Remuneration Committee. Carol is a leader within her kids, within children's ministry at their church in Dunfermline and she assists with the squirrels and beavers at her local scout group. So as well as Ashley from last week who is a super fit and healthy mum, Carol is as well. So she's a health and fitness enthusiast and she loves to climb Munro's and she completed her first marathon at the start of October and previously took part in a sprint triathlon when her son was four months old. So a bit like myself, <laughs> actual joke. So we're here to chat to Carol today and I can't wait for her to share her, her testimony with you all. So I'm just going to hand over it to Carol and say hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on, Louise. Just a massive warm welcome. We actually know each other, I guess, through mutual friends, um, through Jenna. And now it wasn't until I turned up at um, a birthday party of a little boy in my class a couple of weeks back. Uh, not in my class, in Joseph's class. <laughs> that would be strange uh, that you were there. So we, um, we, we, that was like, I totally um, reminded me to ask you to come on this podcast. And you'd been on my, in my notepad for ages to ask. And that was such a nudge to say, Carol, now that I've got you face to face, would you be up for coming on the podcast one week? And you said, yes. So it's lovely to have you on today. And as all the listeners can hear, you are a really busy lady. You are a Christian, obviously. That's what this podcast is all about. And I'm really excited today to hear your story of your testimony and a story about a time in your life when, you know, that the hand of God and Jesus was just, it was undeniable. And it's going to be great to hear from you today. And as always, this podcast is really a place for demystifying Christianity, a place where it can be a really accessible and simple good news of what the gospel is and I know that you are going to 
just fall on so many ears when this comes out, Carol, and I'm sure your story is going to be so encouraging to so many people. So just to hand over to you, can you tell us a wee bit about how you became a Christian and when? Yep, absolutely. So I was sort of brought up a Christian. My grandparents, um, my dad's grandparents were part of the Close Brethren, which is quite a strict sect of Christianity. And my mum's mum um, went to the Methodist church. So I went to Sunday school at her church and occasionally was taken along to sit very quietly in meetings with my uh, other set of grandparents. So I had an experience of Jesus uh, when I was two, my nana helped me give my life to Jesus in a park near Peterhead. Now I remembered it. Uh, she totally forgot until my brother was five. So I would have been seven. And she was, and he gave his life to Jesus when he was five. And my nana's like, Carol, do you know what to do with your brother done? And it was me that was like, I did it, remember? Back when I was two. And she'd totally forgotten about it. So that was a long, long time ago. So we moved down from the northeast of Scotland to the central belt. Um, probably around about that time um, where my, me and my nana had that conversation when I was about seven or eight and when we were away from our family and their churches up there we never really I say we never really started going to church but I do have memories of going to like bible study groups when I lived down here as a child but church wasn't a regular thing and I totally came away from it um, and then I would say in my late teens um, when my granda passed away, me and my mum and dad, and my auntie and uncle and my cousins and my brother were all there. Like if there's a way to go with your family around you like that, it was just so beautiful. And there was like sun rays coming in the window and it literally felt like angels came and like took them away. And it was just such a, it was, I was actually cried so much I couldn't breathe, you know, when you're like, <gasps> like hyperventilating. Um, but it was just such a beautiful experience. And that made me again, start thinking, right, okay, so where's he gone? Like what happens next? And then I wouldn't say I was actively searching anything out very quickly, but I was just more thinking about it. Um, I'd gone traveling to Australia and attended my cousin's church in Australia with her. Um, and then when we came back, I was searching everywhere but in church because I think I'd been brought up experienced religion and not relationship with God. I was ad like, Pre-2015, if you told me that I would be going to church and on a Christian podcast and like being a leader within my church, um, I would have laughed at you because I would be like, right then. But it, you don't know what you don't know. So um, I'd gone to yoga classes, I'd gone to a spiritualist church and like searched for all the, and, like meditation and um, all these different things, trying to find what I now know as Jesus and it wasn't until 2015 we got married my dad's friend became a lay pastor to marry us and he gave us the bible that he read from on our wedding day and I went and did my university placement not long after that and I was like I'll take my I did it down in London I was like I'll take my bible and I'll read my bible in London um, thinking I'd be sat in a, in a flat with nothing else to do <laughs> but um so obviously I didn't take a Bible to London with me. But um, when I first moved down in London, I stayed with my mum's cousin who'd had an amazing testimony. And he was going to HTB, the Holy Trinity Brompton Road, the home of Alpha. Um, and he always shared stuff on his Facebook 
about HDB and I'd just been like hey can I come with you and he's like yeah sure so I started going to church in London when every Sunday when I was down there and because I was isolated and on my own in comparison to how up here I'm surrounded by family and friends I really um leaned into the church family that I had in London yeah um so that was really the start of my journey then that's amazing and when you went to HTB how different was your experience going in there than what you thought church was or had experienced growing up as an adult going in like what was your takeaway was it gosh I think I maybe had this whole thing wrong or this is another angle or like what, what was going through your head that made you want to keep going back apart from the community yeah well I wouldn't say it was like an instant thing um I think it, because HTB while it is a very modern church and definitely very different to like close brethren yeah um it still is maybe because it's in a big church building it did feel a bit more churchy yeah. than the church I started going to when I moved back to Scotland but I I remember saying to my mum's cousin Billy I was like I just love coming like every Sunday I just feel like I'm getting a big cuddle from God is the only way I could like describe it and I started like listening to um worship music when I was going on the underground um and I, I didn't live in the best part of London as you can imagine so um <laughs> you're like Jesus protect me <laughs> yeah absolutely so I'd be like listening to my music and I'd be like surely God's got me I'm like walking through this dark street <laughs> on my own I ended up pregnant with Ailey in London pregnant with a tiny baby but yeah I was just like surely you're protecting me now and um as I said, it wasn't an instant thing. I would say I was really slow. And I remember saying to one of my friends at uh, HDB, I was like, like, I get God. Like, I'm totally good with God. I understand him. I don't know about Jesus. Like, I'm not sure. Um, and I would probably say it wasn't like a good what, year. Well, it was after I'd had lately. So a good like year, year and a half later, where I just had this encounter. I'd been going to this church in Glasgow and I stayed in Fermland, so that's a 50 minute one way trip. Yeah. Um I remember saying to my dad, I was like, right, I'm going to find a church in Dunfermline where I stay. Um, this is too much to be trailing back and forward with Ailey, who was like a couple of months old. He's like, oh, OK. And then I ended up going back the following Sunday um, because someone had invited me out for lunch. So I went through to Glasgow again. I was like, right, after the Sunday, I'm definitely going to like go and scout around other churches. Although I now understand that's not how it works. But um, at the time, <laughs> that was what was going on in my scout head. Scout round churches. <laughs> see who I can be pals with <laughs> yeah exactly with my checklist no that's not how God works but I I went into the church and the church that I was going to in Glasgow like it was total culture shock compared to like closed brethren it was like pitch black smoke machines flashing lights very like hill songy oh gosh um and I, I felt like the worship music at the time I felt like it was because HTB still, we sang like Hillsongy songs, but we still also sang How Great Thou Art. So it was like a bit more traditional as well. It was a really good mix. So I didn't enjoy it to start with. Um, however, that was the like the thing I missed the most once I left that church was their worship. It was so good. But the Sunday that I'd gone in, as in my head, my last Sunday there till I went and found a new church, they were they, it was a different girl leading the worship than normal. And she was singing songs that we used to sing at HTB as well. 
And then I couldn't even tell you what the message was, but it literally just so spoke into my heart in that season. Like it was just like it was as if the pastor had written it just for me. Yeah. And um, when they did the altar call at the end, I was like, I didn't like I didn't put my hand up, but my hand went up. So yeah, it was a slow process, but I got there. Oh my goodness! And all this while, what was going on with your your parents? Were they were they like Carol? That's great. That's lovely. You're going to church on a Sunday because it's better than a hangover or what everyone else is doing or were they like how how much in relationship with Jesus are are your parents or were your parents at that time um so when I was in London my mum and dad were going through a really difficult season okay um like almost uh, lost their house difficult season um my mum and dad had had been like really successful um with a company and my dad had called it and said like things need to change or this is not going to work like yeah. the internet was starting to um become like people's first choice for shopping and yeah. their business needed to keep up with that and they were too slow in doing it so um their business went down the pan um and then my dad tried a few different things and it didn't work so they were really um struggling I remember texting my dad from London a verse um as I was I could even like draw you where I was walking it was just as I was walking under one of the overground bridges and um I was like I really felt I had to share this verse with my dad but I didn't know what years it would fall on because of yeah where he was because he'd been brought up in such a strict Christian sect he was very anti-church there was no way okay. he would walk through the doors of a church willingly um but he was he was on his knees like yeah yeah it was a verse about the Lord uh, the year of the locust and the Lord will restore oh, okay restore the years the locusts have eaten yeah yeah so yeah my parents they weren't not supportive yeah they I flew them down to see me in the January when I was in London and I was like this is what I think we should do like on the Friday when you come yeah. and on the Saturday I've got all these plans and then I was thinking on Sunday I've started going to church so I would really like you to like come and see where I'm going yeah and um my mum was like well you're asking your dad I'm not asking him um so <laughs> your dad had had an experience of what was quite like a choking religious environment yep. that you know he probably felt like he'd been spat out of and like religion you know will kill you thinking yeah. if that is church I want nothing to do with it he built up a successful business um and your mum and dad I remember you telling me like they were you know they enjoyed massive wealth like yeah um and then this was swept from under your feet and your dad's mental health and took a nosedive so he's like yeah. my business is gone am I keeping my house yeah. here's my family and I hate religion and you're in London yeah. and you're like so we should go to church on Sunday dad yeah pretty much <laughs> and your mum's like I'm not asking him Carol but you can. yeah I don't know she'd been asking him to like go the guy that married me my husband like my dad's best oh, okay. friend um, yeah, yeah. Who, who they'd worked really closely with in that business for years they go to a church not far from mom and dad um and my mum had been asking them him to go for a long time and he'd always been like no like he was just stubborn yeah and um but yeah he so he, he did he came along and the the when I asked him his answer I was like so will you come with me on the Sunday morning and he was like only if we get a coffee with Billy before Aww. like my mum's cousin um yeah. so he did come along and um 
I wasn't there when all this happened. I was still in London, but my dad's um he'd gone along and met this guy called Steve, um, and he'd invited him along to the church that we'd attended in Glasgow. My dad, one Saturday night, he I left my dog with my parents when I was gallivanting in London. So he's walking my dog um round the woods and he was just like said that he, he was like, right, if there's a God there, like you need to show up, you need to tell me. Um, he said, I feel chained to the deck. I feel that I'm ready to throw the towel in. Um, and there's something else that might have been it. And he, he said, like, after he'd gone on his walk and said these things to God, that he'd gone back to the house and uh, having a glass of wine with my mum on Saturday night and had basically said the same things. And he said on the Sunday... Uh, the church that we went to did an evening service mm. he just he didn't tell my mum where he was going he just says um oh I've got a meeting in Glasgow that I forgot about um I'll be back later on and then he went to this church um said he sneaked in a little bit late was in the back row hands in his pockets and it, as I said it's pitch black like nobody could see anybody so he's like like total shock like a live band like at their at Manara and Granda's church there wasn't even an organ or a piano like you just sung hymns and um <laughs> uh, so it was like absolutely a bit like whoa this is wild um and he his words is that the holy spirit just slapped him about the head like my pastor says there's someone here looking for financial freedom but let me tell you that the only freedom that you need is the freedom found in Jesus Christ um, so that like spoke into his heart. The worship band sang, you know, the version of Amazing Grace where my chains are gone, I've been set free. And he'd said, I feel chained to the deck. So he felt like that spoke into his heart as well. And then um, the pastor also said, like, if you're feeling like you're ready to throw the towel in, which was the exact word for word what my dad had said the night before, like, God doesn't want you to. There's something more for you. You just need to keep going. So, oh my goodness. as you can imagine, like, my dad's, like, had this amazing experience and um, started attending church on a Sunday morning and an evening. He was all in. And the midweek prayer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of it. Um, and, like, I could see a total difference in him. Like, he was on the, like... He was on the verge of like having a heart yeah. attack or a nervous breakdown or something. I don't know. He was just so, so highly strung and stressed. And you could see that like wild things didn't necessarily look any different. Like you could see in him that a weight had been lifted. Yeah. Like he wasn't carrying it on his own anymore. And um, one of the businesses that he'd tried didn't work. His cousin um, had been involved in. So they weren't really speaking, but then his cousin's also Christian. And once he found out, like my dad had started going to church again and had found Jesus, um, he contacted him and basically offered him a job to like set up catalog distribution for fish um, to do like delivery in the central belt. So he started doing that. And through this, um, he had a customer say, um, oh, I'll order from you this time. And if it's any good, uh, this was in the January. If it's any good, I'll start ordering from you in the August. And my dad's like, thanks. Um, I hope you don't mind me asking. Like, that's a bit random. Why Why would you order in January and then wait till August? And she said, oh, I've been going to yeah. this fishmongers for years and years and years. And the couple's retiring. Yeah, so I just want to support him up until he retires. So my dad, she, he was like, oh, where is it? It was in Grangemouth. So my dad went into the shop in Grangemouth. 
and um, had a conversation with a guy, like explained to him their like their financial situation and made him a rather low, I'll not say how much, a rather low offer on like buying his business. And the guy shook my dad's hand and said, John, you're going to do something special with this. Um, And so in the first 12 months, they doubled the turnover of that business. And then in the second year, they opened five other shops. Um, We're up to eight shops just now. Um, and uh, trying to do online ordering as well. So it's just amazing, Carol. I remember you telling me that story, and we were walking through. Remember the forest on like a baby walk. Oh yeah. Jenna was like, "This is what happens when people know Christians." My friend Carol's a Christian, so you should like meet up with her. Like, go and walk. And after that walk, I'm like, I am never going on a walk with Carol Watson again. That was like an off-roading walk. I thought a walk with a pram was like when you could balance a coffee in one hand and a donut in the other. No, no. We were like going down like muddy banks of the river. I'm like, Jenna, I think she's a bit more high-paced than me, isn't she? Um, But I remember you telling me that story and just having this sense of, oh, you know, Jesus spoke to your dad when he'd said those words like, about financial freedom but the pastor was saying like this is the real this is real freedom right freedom when you know jesus being chained to the deck and throwing the towel in that message that day when your dad went back to church was all of those elements and the exact words that he'd used and then through him becoming a christian there was restoration in that relationship with his cousin and then through that it led on to the business he has now and you know i know a wee bit about his fish shops but he's an an unbelievably entrepreneur now like the success he's seen in his business is he probably feels could only be from god right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um the growth that they've had and the success and it's just i love that story about your dad and god always had him and there was always a plan isn't wasn't there yeah a plan absolutely perfect what amazes me as well louise like even though like i'm saying about the closed brethren being more religion than relationship like my nana was a prayer warrior like she's prayed for all of us for like since we were before we were born and um like she's been praying that my dad would have that experience since he was probably born and that was when he was like mid 50s so she waited a long long time but god still answered her prayer and like she but she passed away a couple years ago but she was able to like see or hear from him like once he'd started like going to church and like his time with the lord and stuff like that it's just like it's so special yeah it's so amazing and um it's just such a it's a story again that it just brings alive the interest that jesus has in his children and the desire to see them yeah like fulfill the desires that he's placed in his heart because not only did he want to pick your dad up he didn't put him in a corner to yeah. live off the state pension the rest of his days which is not a bad thing to do but what I mean is your dad he had that you know that business taken away from him but God had something better for, for him and I guess the business he's got now he's in charge like no one can take that away from yeah. him and it's just wonderful that and then it, I guess it ties in full circles to that verse that you sent your dad about God restoring the years that the locusts have eaten yeah. and and yeah and he did and yeah that's I just I just I've always loved that story and when you came on the podcast yeah. and I said what would you like to share d- like, I hope she shared it's <laughs> it's still like he's got it's done really well like he's got eight shops like we only opened uh number eight 
two three months ago um but it is it's still a hard time in the retail industry right now getting staff and then the cost of running it like a business um as I know firsthand myself as well but um it's just it's different being able to do it knowing that like God's got you um yeah so and is he having a good time does he have fun when he goes to work each day uh, mostly <laughs> he's, he's still like he's not as high strung but he's still quite <laughs> strong he's like see that trout nice. that trout's been annoying me all week or whatever what's the drama fish shops what's the fish drama that goes on <laughs> um i don't know like as i said it's hard it's been hard for them to get staff over the Has last it? year um like since covid it's been like really hard to get staff um but uh yeah him and my mum have a laugh mostly yeah um I don't know how they've like um they've been married over 40 years and they've worked together pretty much on most things the whole time like my mum needs a medal that's so lovely (laughs) and um just to round off with a question that I ask everyone that comes in this podcast is what would you say are some preconceived ideas that people have about Christianity that yeah that you've that you think they have basically well I can tell you what preconceived ideas I had please do <laughs> um I've experienced this um just that it's boring it's about following rules that especially with the experiences that my grandparents had there was parts um of their life that they'd done what someone in a church told them to do and that's not what it's about it's about what God tells you to do but you need to be able to discern that and use a bit of wisdom in that as well so because uh, there was certain things that happened negatively affected them and just I, would just I was just adamant that that is not what I was looking for like I didn't understand the like spiritual aspect to church like we speak about like getting a word from God or like a prophetic word or um like vi- getting visions and dreams and things like that like that's what I was searching for that was the more I was searching for this like relational spiritual side um but I just didn't know that that was available in church. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were looking for it in, I guess, other places. Yeah, absolutely. And did you find that anything that you'd explored, you mentioned a bit about going along to a spiritual church or going down yeah. the path of, you know, new age religion. Yeah. I guess those things, did they still f- leave you with a feeling of there's something more tangible I'm looking for to grip onto here? Yeah, yeah. Like you would get the... the fuzzies and feel good bits after it but there was still what I would say is in comparison to how I feel now that I've got Jesus in my heart and I'm walking with him like there's a tangible piece that you can carry mm-hmm. um as a believer in Christ that you can't get with anything else yeah everything else worships uh god that's dead or not here whereas we believe jesus is very much alive yeah. and speaks to us and is with us now yeah yeah no definitely and i think a lot of the things that people do they look for fulfillment and they come they come back and they point the finger at you like self-fulfillment mm-hmm. if it's meant to be it's up to you or if you want it you go after it like what feels good for you and yeah. it turns the finger back onto the self and i think you know then people get to the end of themselves and what they're capable of and I think with Christianity it takes the onus off of us doesn't it and it puts it on Jesus it puts it on God and that's why you know it says in the Bible 
that um, his yeah his yoke is easy and his burden is light because walking with Jesus and walking with his Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit living in you is doesn't mean that bad things are not going to be thrown your way or challenges but there is a lightness that comes with it isn't there yeah. um yeah. yeah this world's not our eternal home something I often tell myself absolutely yeah I heard I heard you saying that in another episode of the podcast um and it's such an important thing to remember what something you just said there um in my experience last year I had my own business and it unfortunately didn't work out and had to close it and I was honestly absolutely floored Louise like it was literally the hardest thing I've had to do is like say um we're not keeping on going we're closing it um so you owned a vegan bakery and it was queued out the door it was love it was gorgeous but um Mm -hmm. I put my self-worth in that okay and so it wasn't just a case of closing a business it was like oh no like I've been like this is mine like it's amazing And, and when it it wasn't working out and we like I had a meeting with my dad and I was like dad no matter what we got a um my business partner's husband's a project manager and put together like a spreadsheet calculator for us and I was like no matter what I put into the spreadsheet it can't work like there's nothing I can do to make this work and um like looked at loads all the different options that we could think of to make it work and it just wouldn't work and I remember driving up to our meeting where our landlords had been like, hey, um, let's have a catch up because we'd had a cafe. We were closing the cafe and I was OK with that. But it was a bakery. We were going to keep doing it as online orders. And um, I was on the way up to this meeting. I was like, right, Lord, if this is the end of the road, like make it obvious. And our landlords, we were in lease for another five months or can't remember a good few months left on the lease and they, they were like like we're not ogres it's a difficult time if you want out we'll let you right now um so I was like okay there you go that's my, my sign that the time is now but as I said it was so hard but um I really felt like God was there yeah um like um like people say stuff like that but they don't explain what they actually mean and it bugs me so. <laughs> please ex- explain like, as an example of like how God was there and how like I heard from him in that situation like there's a song um by Megan Tibbetts called build a house I don't know if you've ever heard it I don't know um and it basically says I wanted to build you a house um but basically she built a house and it couldn't contain what what God like had for her um so he had to like she'd been building this house and putting like wallpaper over holes in the walls and stuff like that and it's basically God had to like floor her redo the foundations to start building a house big enough to contain what God had for her and that just so spoke into my like situation I listened to that on repeat honestly it just totally got me through but uh, that is literally what I felt like God had done it was like we were building this amazing business I met my friend through church like God was in it to start with we did get carried away and followed advice off Facebook about opening the cafe side which we shouldn't have done um (laughs) Um, but like you know why I'm laughing sorry it's just the way you said I followed advice on Facebook but that's the that's the stuff people do isn't it whether it's a don't do that or do that they they listen to Facebook yeah like we put keys up a picture of keys and us like outside the shop being like oh we've got a premises and loads of people were like open a coffee shop or like yay we'll come for lunch we'll come for coffee we never said we were doing any of that but because people asked for it on Facebook we're like okay we're opening a cafe and that's at that point we should have been like no we need to pray on this and be like 
is this exactly what God wants us to do here? We've been told to come here and get a premises. Is that what God wants to do? Whether it would end it any different or not, I've no idea. But yeah, I can see, I would do it again. Like it was the hardest experience of my life, but I would do it again because of the spiritual growth I had in that year with working closely with my friend who's also a Christian as well. Like we would start our meetings in prayer and um, it was a great experience, as I said, but just so hard. But mm-hmm. like God is with us even in the, the valleys doesn't it yes um i remember a pastor saying don't pray and ask god to take you out the valleys just pray that he gets you through it quicker um so that's what i did oh carolyn how how do you feel now about your bakery do you still feel days of sadness um yeah how do you feel yeah a little bit of sadness but i was pray so that was like the end of last year and what i've been doing since then is sewing into my mom and dad's business and i really felt like god's saying to me like this is a faith and obedience season um and it's teaching me patience <laughs> which is something i definitely needed more of and probably still need a lot more of but um i felt yeah like people generally wait till their parents are retired and then they like have to help them out yeah financially and whatever but I'm in a position now that what I'm doing in their business for them is going to help them into their retirement so I think it's a really good place to be also with the age of the kids I genuinely work what I want like it's my mum and dad like if my husband's home I think he's home tomorrow uh, for just one day before having to go away in a course so like they have no expectation of me to be doing anything tomorrow afternoon when he's home like it's so flexible that's amazing that's amazing and that really suits your lifestyle doesn't it yeah yeah oh carol it's been so lovely to have you on here today and thank you so much for sharing so much about you know some stuff that's happened in your life and your family's life that's not not easy and i guess in a way you're still you're still coming off the back of shutting shutting a business that you had really hoped with all your heart that was going to be successful and 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 go one way and it went another um and that's that's a tough one thank you for sharing with us today and I do know that there'll be people that listen to this that feel heartened because what we've seen over the last few years are traditional businesses you know having to cease trading and people finding themselves having to pivot career-wise and you've just given a reminder and an encouragement today that Jesus never takes his eye off the ball you know there's no such thing as an economic downturn or a post-pandemic or you know whatever situation when you follow Jesus he can come through and he can work miracles in your life and he can help your pivot be the best thing that maybe ever happened to you so I don't know what your next steps are Carol alongside the fish business and sewing into you know your, your parents business but I do know that everything you do you understand you know you know how to start from a good foundation with and I had a, a thought the other day I was driving home I wasn't planning on sharing this I was driving home and you know you just let your mind wander you're in the car by yourself and I'm getting much better these days at not turning on radio or anything like that and just being silent because you don't really get to experience much silence I don't know about you um and all of a sudden this image of clarity came into my mind and it was a cup and bubbling on the top of the cup the cup was completely full was this like I can't explain how bright it was but this like gold bubbling liquid and the cup was full and then the cup started like overflowing and it made me think about God's blessings and the blessings he pours on us whether it be you know 
health or financial or doors that open or, you know, great things that happen. He's pouring into a cup that's already filled to the brim with the spirit with that. It was like a golden oil. And I just thought that's the way it's meant to be, isn't it? Everything that the world tells us is is great. Everything that, you know, God does bless us with, you know, business opportunities. He can bless us with breakthroughs. He can bless us with all the things that maybe the world put their faith in as the be all and end all. Doesn't mean we can't be blessings from God in our life, but he's 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 pouring into a cup that's already filled to the brim. And that's the way I think as Christians, we should go into things, we should go into business and we should go into the things that we're praying for is I come to you, Jesus, and I'm filled to the brim with the Holy Spirit. I've got everything that I need. This world's not my eternal home, but I'm asking for you to create a breakthrough. I thank you for this breakthrough that um, I'm going to see come to fruition in my life. And as Christians, we are that cup that's filled and overflowing and we can come to Jesus from that place of victory instead of looking for victory, you know? And that's I so see that in you and in, in your mindset and, and how you see how you see Jesus in, in Christianity. So yeah, I'm excited to see what God pours on an already overflowing and filled to the brim Carol. Um but thank you so much for being on here. It's been amazing. I hope that I see you soon. Um let's go on a flat walk where my coffee doesn't spill. <laughs> no more off roading buggies, please. And um thank you again so much for your time today, Carol. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a review or even email me with anything you think I could do to make this podcast better. I'm totally open to hearing feedback and ideas. Every single week I am emailing out a bit of an encouraging newsletter. These are going to change every week. Sometimes it's going to be thoughts that God has put in my heart. Sometimes it's going to just be maybe a series of funny stories or life hacks or things that I find helpful. Either way, it's a great way for us to connect and I would love to have you on the subscribers list. So make sure to do that. Have a lovely week praying for God's protection over you as you just go about your business and I'll see you again. Bye.